Go home. Go home. Go home. guys, and welcome to episode 112 of the Go Home Show. I am your host, Eric Fedor, along with my co-host, tag team partner, best friend, Brian Abushakra. Brian, Yo. how you doing today? I good. Brian, it is the second to last episode of the Go Home Show. Yeah. Next week is the last episode of the Go Home Show. Can't wait. I don't want there to be any confusion about that. Uh, this is the second to last episode. How are you feeling about it? Very good. I was thinking about it on the way uh, home from work today. Yeah. And I'm very excited to uh, not have to watch Raw. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna miss doing a show. Oh yeah. That, that part. Definitely. And I'm gonna miss talking to people about wrestling and getting like your emails and your responses and stuff. But, uh, also, uh, it has become, it, this is an obligation. And, uh, I no, I no longer want to be obliged to have to watch, uh, the amount of wrestling that we've chosen to watch. Yep. Um, especially because so. they're adding yep. so much of it yep. that I don't want to watch. I want to get to one quick email. Please before do. Before we start. It's from Ed. Says love. Thanks, Ed. Few good brothers are really leaving. I need to tell you that I love you. Thank you for getting me into PWG and Lucha Underground. I buy every PWG DVD and now Blu-ray, and I bought both seasons of Lucha Underground on iTunes. You're a beautiful, cute voice, and currently the only podcast I listen to that discusses the current WWE product. We'll treasure the time I have uh, I had listening and writing into the podcast. I hope you continue to publicly discuss wrestling in some capacity post Go Home Show. Also, I'm fucking drunk right now. Probably 85% of my emails to you have been under the influence of drink skis. But yeah, anyway, I love you, brothers. I uh, hope to continue hearing your thoughts on the product post-podcast. Ed. Ed, thank you very much. We really, really appreciate that. Yep. Um, we will still have our uh, the Go Home Show Twitter being yeah. very active. I think that's like a fun... To me, that's just like a fun Twitter account where we don't really make anything original. No. It's not like there's original content. We just kind of fuck around, we retweet, and we find stuff that we like. and Snarky comments. Yeah, and snarky stuff. comments and stuff like that. And who knows, like, maybe we'll live tweet some stuff when we're watching it if we're together and watching that stuff. Yeah. Because that, that's fun. I think I'll still watch the pay-per-views. I think I've said this before. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not like we're, like, swearing off WWE wrestling or any, like, form of wrestling. It's just we don't want it to have to be an obligation anymore because it's become one. In our minds, and it's not fun. Even last night watching Raw, I like, yeah, it was, I couldn't get through it fast enough. Yeah, so we're still watching wrestling. Yeah. We'll still be watching Raw, just not as closely. Uh, like we're not taking. I got like notebooks full of notes. Yeah, um, that are just gonna sit and collect dust now, which is fine. Yeah, um, I bought. Oh wow, notes. nice. You're almost done. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, I, you're gonna I, you're gonna fill it. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, look at that! You I just have, have like, a couple more pages. Two, three. Four, five, six, uh, about like 15, yep, 20 pages. Yep, so you'll you'll get to write at the end. Uh, also, there's no video version this week, sorry, because my regular computer tanked. Um, still. Damn. Haven't gotten it back yet. So, uh, you know, hopefully we get that soon, and hopefully the last episode will be a video episode. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, no promises. We will be watching the Cruiserweight Classic. I guess we can talk about that. The bracketology thing was pretty cool. Yeah, check um, that out if you haven't already. What do you like, think? What do you think of the bracketology thing? I wish that they ran everything in the WWE that that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need everything to be the same in WWE. I know, like by saying that, people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, don't you want it to be its own individual thing?" You're right. I do. I just like that it wasn't. Um, it wasn't like light. It was very. Like, hey, here are the guys. Here's some facts about them. Didn't talk about finishers or signature moods. They treated it like a real promotion. And I know it's not, but it made me be like, oh, interesting. Oh, okay, I'm learning about TJ Perkins, the Brian Kendrick's redemption story. Like, you, you got a lot of information about everybody in there. And uh, it made me really excited to, uh, to see what's going to happen in, in the classic. Because, man, that's uh, I think that's going to be... Really fun. Uh, a lot of those wrestling matches are going to be very cool, and they were treated as very important. Yes. So, like, oh, this is this is this guy's story, and this is that guy's story, and this is why this is important. I know this is kind of reiterating your point, but w- what I'm saying is that when you have it treated like a fight mm-hmm. and not like a circus, yes, it's a lot more interesting. Yeah. There's a reason so many people tune into Evo. 
Evo is this weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. And and you, like oh, I'm I'm that. pretty sure the top eight is going to be on ESPN too. Oh yeah, I mean there and there's a reason because there, it's a fight. Yeah, they're streaming it right. Yeah, I'll probably be watching it all weekend. Yeah, I this last weekend I think we might have mentioned it uh, during the recording of last week's episode. Summer games done quick. Uh, incredible, incredible uh, program. If you've never watched that or Awesome Games done quick in January, yep. check them out every uh, every time they're on. They're always towards a really good cause. This past few times been uh, Doctors Without Borders. Uh-huh. But what I love watching is all these games and the way that people play them so well. Yeah. And then seeing things in games that I've played a million times. I can't count the number of times I'd beat Ocarina of Time. Right. And I'm seeing shit in these games that I didn't even know you could do. Watching a guy beat it in 24 minutes or yeah. whatever with, like, insane glitches that, like, he's not... He's not doing anything with, like, a Game Shark. He's like, okay, yeah, you gotta do, like, a backflip at this part, and then, like, the camera tries to switch, and then it reads you falling through the ground. Like, he's so articulate. Yeah. It was funny. We watched it uh, from 2013, I think. Oh, yeah. And we watched that, like, like glitch-out speedrun or whatever. Uh, cause our friend Andrew wanted to see, so we watched it and it was like, the guy was so articulate through the whole thing. He spoke about like, oh, we thought that it couldn't get faster than like an hour and a half. And then we found like this other glitch and then we were on this, uh, this forum and there are like, f- like hundreds of pages of people like every day, like, well, if you find this glitch, you can do this and all this stuff. And everybody thought you couldn't do it faster than 55 minutes. And everyone thought you couldn't do it faster than 47 minutes. Yeah. Then everybody thought you couldn't do it faster than like, t- like I mean, really, they got it down to, like, 24 minutes, and it's probably even faster now. Yeah. So it's it's really, really cool. The, the Games Done Quick stuff is really rad. It's just watching something done well is pretty cool. Yep. Um, and that's so, why I'll be watching EVO. Yep. Because I yep. love watching uh, the competitiveness of it. Exactly. And, like, it's treat, it's treated like it's something important, No, even if even though it's just video games. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Cruiserweight Classic is treated like it's something important, even though it's just professional wrestling. Yeah. So... That's it. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's pretty cool. It's its pretty cool to see something like that, and I think that um, they're on the cusp of something really, really neat, and uh, hopefully with, like, SmackDown and Raw splitting, they do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I, speaking of, what did you think? We'll just get to, we'll spoil the end of Raw. Mm. Since you're listening to this, you probably watched anyway. Or you heard the news and you didn't watch and you're listening to this to hear what we have to say about it. <laughs> uh, you only got one more week of that. Uh what did you think of uh, Shane running SmackDown and Stephanie McMahon running Raw? Uh, I mean, it was that was the most disappointing thing about the whole night. It was like the the rotten cherry on a melted Sunday. <laughs> it, it, like I don't want to be so negative about it, but like, and I was already very checked out at the beginning of of this Monday Night Raw, but like, nothing nothing changed. All 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 they did was fucking. Jerk us off for the last two and a half, three months since and before uh, WrestleMania. They even mentioned how Shane McMahon shouldn't even be part of the conversation. <laughs> and uh, now he's running SmackDown. Okay, so he's not running Raw. Yeah. Like we originally said. Oh, Seven McMahon's going to do it. And now you guys have to name GMs. I don't... So what's the point of them running it if they have to name GMs? That's exactly what I thought. So the rumor right now is that... Um... Daniel Bryan is going to be the GM for... Or commissioner, I Oh, I'm guess. sorry. The, yeah. the No, no. They're commissioners, and they're going right. to name general managers. Yeah. And so the rumor right now is that Daniel Bryan is going to be the, the general manager of SmackDown, and Triple H is going to be the general manager of Raw, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I don't really care for that. Either. either. Like, oh, Daniel Bryan's going to be an on-screen character. Great. Cool, you know why I like Daniel Bryan? Because he wrestles. Because he wrestles. That's that is what made everybody love him. He wasn't like he wasn't like an insane promo and he wasn't like the best talker, but hey, watching him talk in the Cruiserweight Classic, seeing him like genuinely excited about wrestling, yeah. Is really cool. Yeah. Like it is fun to watch him get excited about wrestling again. And so uh I loved him talking to Brian Kendrick. Yeah. Them sitting next to each other and Brian Kendrick calling him Dragon. Like, that's, that wasn't like a, oh, right, right, like, you know, like a nudge and a wink. That was because probably for years, that's how he, like, that was his name. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I bet, I bet, I bet it was really hard for Daniel Bryan not to call Brian Kendrick Spanky. Yeah, I'm sure. That's it. I mean, people probably call The Undertaker Taker all the time. Like, you know, call him by his first name. Like, hey, Paul. I, it's just weird. Hey, Mark. It's strange, right? Like, people yeah, so call Triple it, H, Triple H. Yeah, but I but I really like that. It was just them. It was so funny 
when we watched it, it was like, uh, I just said, I just told Brian, like, this is me and you. If we were both on this show and I had to wear a suit and you were in like an insane cot, like the dashiki with your blue blockers, yeah. or, like your hair shaved the way it is. Uh-huh. And you had to be a character and we had to pretend like we weren't friends for like ever. <laughs> Which, so that was, I thought really funny. Um, yeah. but I, I, yeah, I don't know. Cruiserweight classic should be very cool. Um, we watched UFC 200. Yeah. What'd you think of that? That was really cool. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed that. Especially because right before we were watching the Cruiserweight Classic. Yep. So it kind of like got me in the feel for like, you know, fights. And then it was a real fight. Um, and man, UFC 200, all UFC events that I've watched this year have been awesome. Like, we were talking and I was saying that I think right now is the time where, remember when you were watching NXT yeah. a year ago or whatever and going like, hey, I think we're going to look back and go, whoa, this was like the heyday of this. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to look back at the last probably two years of UFC and maybe towards like, you know, through like the end of this year and everything and go like, this was when it was at its biggest. But as a lot of people heard, UFC sold for $4 billion, billion which is insane. Um, but, but we'll see how that goes. But we had a lot of conversation, but we, uh, we'll see how that stuff goes. We'll probably talk about UFC on our, uh, on the Go Home Show Twitter account. You can follow us at Go Home Show. So check it out. Um, but what did you think of the Lesnar fight? I was so invested in that fight and so nervous because I didn't want Brock Lesnar to lose. Yeah. But I didn't think he was going to win. So we watched all the other fights, too. And, you know, and we watched UFC a bunch of times together. You know, we watched Silva fight and it's like, oh, you know, I want Silva to win. But, like, really, I want to see, I want to, like, that be, like, an upset would be cool. Yeah. You know, you always have, like, that part. You, you don't necessarily have, like, you're not rooting super hard for a guy unless, you know, you're really following it super hard. And you're like, I don't fucking like Cormier. Yeah. You know, whatever. Um, but Lesnar, I wanted him to go out there and just dominate this fight. Absolutely. And we were talking about this. Wanted him to dominate this fight, to win, and to not have a contract with UFC. Yeah. Because he's going to make so much fucking money, and Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar wants. Yeah. And that is the best thing about Brock Lesnar right now. I am so excited mm-hmm. about Brock Lesnar doing both WWE and UFC. Yep. I... I was talking to people at work about uh, Brock Lesnar, and nobody, I felt like everybody I talked to, except for Eric, was like, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar's like, no chance, he gets knocked out so fast, Mark Hunt's crazy, he's gonna he's gonna knock him out in one punch, and blah blah blah, and I'm like, hey, I understand that it's easy to look at Brock Lesnar and go, yeah, he's, the, he's in WWE, it's, nah, it's, it's all fake, yep. it's all fake fighting, okay, yeah, if like, somebody like, you know... Batista decided to go do UFC after WWE, I'd feel that way 100%. Brock Lesnar is going up against a top 10 UFC heavyweight. Yep. Brock Lesnar is a fighter born and bred. Yep. He is an athlete born and bred. He's not going to get his ass beat. That's that's all I kept telling anyone. I'm like, I don't believe he's going to win I, I because I just feel like that's improbable, but there's no way he just goes down like that. Everyone kept saying, like, oh, Mark Hunt's going to hit. You got, he's got those heavy hands. Yeah, Mark, Mark Hunt has really heavy hands, but Brock Lesnar is, like, crazy explosive. Deceptively and, fast, and, too. And everybody saw that during the fight because all he did was wrestle Mark Hunt down, and then Hunt had no... He had he couldn't do anything. Mm-mm. And Lesnar just wailed on him. Yeah. And, uh... I was very impressed with, with, with Lesnar, as Mark I always Hunt, Mark Hunt has a very thick head, and, uh... Would refuse to stay down and, and get knocked out. So it was it was very cool. It was fun. The rest of the uh, the rest of the fights were really cool. Cormier and, and Silva was a last minute addition, and that was just Cormier trying to just take down Silva and like lay on him as yeah. much as he could. Um, that Misha Tate Amanda Nunez fight was really good. Yeah, Nunez went out there and just beat the shit out of Tate. Like just railed. Yeah, him. that was awesome. I I I mean. Not to say that I expected Tate to lose, but I I expected there to be a yep. little bit more of a fight on her side. Yep. Yep. But hey, it was it was a really good fight, and all all the matches on the card were pretty good. Mm-hmm. But what what we loved was tweeting at Filthy Tom Waller, and yeah, getting, getting that retweet. Fuck yeah, I fucking love Filthy Tom Waller. It was like, hey, where was Tom? Yeah, why? Yeah, why did? How come Cormier fought Silva and not Filthy Tom Waller? Yeah, how come? Yeah, yeah, come on, that would because get Tom in there. Because Tom's a draw. Tom equals ratings. Save that for something else. Like, <laughs> like you, you'll you'll get that match, 
and it'll be somewhere where it's not going to be buried under the bantamweight, the yeah, women's bantamweight, so, and the so we'll Lesnar see. fight. So. We'll see what's going on with, with a couple more UFC fights. CM Punk's is coming up. McGregor's is coming up. It'll be good. Yeah. There's a lot coming up. So, um, But in the meantime, how about we talk to, about some Lucha Underground? Let's do that. Lucha Underground is uh, almost done for the season, Brian. Yeah, we have uh, one more episode of uh, Lucha Underground, too, so that, that'd be good. There's only one more? Yeah. Uh, last week was uh, was the first night of two. Are you sure? Yeah, because I think to, tonight's uh-huh, tonight. episode is uh-huh. a two-hour episode. I oh, okay. think. Because that's how it was last year, I feel. I think that... It uh, wasn't three weeks. It I, was... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, tonight's episode, and then I think there's one next week. Huh. I really do. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, Lucha Underground starts with a cage in the Mac. Dario Cueto comes out, and he says, Hey, guess what? There's going to be a, a little mini-tournament. We're going to do four people. We're going to do four people, and the winner gets us uh, one of my, what is it, special... Unique opportunity. I was going to call it special rewards. <laughs> like he was going to suck his dick. <laughs> yo, yo... <laughs> Yeah, tell Hano if you win, I'm gonna suck your dick so good. I'm gonna give you a special treat. Put that bull rope in my mouth. Uh, he gets a he gets a unique opportunity or whatever. Yeah. So the first match is uh, Cage versus the Mac, and Dario Cueto says last year at Ultima Lucha, you guys tore it up. So how about we have a Falls Count Anywhere match? Ooh. And everyone said okay. So they beat the shit out of each other everywhere. Which is fucking awesome. All over the place, using, all, using everything they could find. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they fight into Dario Cueto's office. Who, and Dario <laughs> Cueto's in there with Black Lotus. And they're just, like, talking or whatever. But now there's just a fight in this office, and they just keep fighting. And then they fight their way out of the office... Until Cage grabs a glass-framed poster from, like, Ultima Lucha 1 and just busts it over the Mac's head. Awesome. I thought that was really cool. Um, there's a powerbomb through a whole bunch of set-up chairs. That was nuts. Man. That looked like it fucking hurt. Yeah, it did. Uh, there's a guitar to Cage's head. And then uh, I just wrote, this is silly. <laughs> and then you know what happened I wrote after I wrote, this is silly, Brian? What's that? Uh, the Mac walked to the back and then came back out with pinatas. Got more silly. So he breaks open one of the pinatas, and you know what he pulls out? Not candy. Mm-mm. A wrench. <laughs> and then Cage sees, oh shit, he's got a wrench. I gotta do something about this. So Cage grabs the other pinata and he breaks it open. And you know what he does? He gets candy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love how goofy this is. You know what happens after he gets candy? He gets hit with a fucking wrench. Jesus Christ. He gets straight up dinged with it, man. Uh, I really like... This match is just goofy. It was like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a stunner by the Mac, but it gets blocked. And then Cage hits him in the head with a stop sign. And then there's a kind of a battle back and forth until Cage eats a stunner when Mac grabs beers out of a working work lunchbox. Hits him with a stunner, and then, uh, how would you even describe what happened next? There's a table. He sets up the table. Yeah. The Mac sets up the table. He puts Cage on the table. He climbs up to the balcony, and then he does a frog splash, like a D- like a D'Lo Brown lowdown, uh-huh. off the balcony, through Cage and the table, and Cage kicked out. Like, these guys just beat on each other and keep getting up. <clears throat> so then, Cage pulls out a cinder block. At this point, we've gone too far. <laughs> Again, because he had brought he brought out a cinder block the first time. Yep. So In the first match, I should say. La- from last year. Yeah. So he pulls out a cinder block, and he's going to curb stomp Mac through the cinder block, but Mac fights his way out and then rolls up Cage 1-2-3, and the Mac wins. Uh, we should say he's. Um, it's because Brian Cage slipped on the beer. Yep. Which, oh, I forgot about which that. Which they kept like hinting at. <clears throat> yep. Um, I'm also waiting for whatever is going to happen. Somebody's going to get hit in the liver, and it's going to knock him out because Vampiro has been talking about that nonstop <laughs> for a month. Oh, well placed liver shot, knock anybody out, and he's going to say, "See, I told you, bro. Hey, I told you, bro, Matt. 
Fucking well placed uh, liver shot. Take a take a dude out, brother. <laughs> that, that was a pretty good Vampira. Thanks. That was a uh, that was a very good Vampira. If he could say fucking <clears throat> yeah, right on TV, which he can because it's does does the El Rey Network show movies unedited? Does oh, any- there's no way they're uncensored. There, there's no way they show movies that say fuck. Does does anybody? Know? I mean, because we've heard them say fuck on Lucha Underground. Oh, and they've said shit. Where but- they said fuck. I think, like, it's been, like, one of those things where it's like, oh, fuck! But they cut off, like, the K, but they basically make, like, let him say fuck. Huh. Somebody who has the network, please uh, let us know. I would I would love to, uh, I would love to have that network yep. if it was uncensored. Yep. I would, I would oh, pay all, just for that network. All the kung fu movies and everything they show on there? Very all, cool. All the horror movies that I used to watch as a kid. All the red versus blue? Fuck that. Fucking dumb, ugly show. Sorry. Shouts out, Miles. Shouts out, Caboose. Shouts um, <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, we know you're listening to this. Shouts uh, out. Shouts out, um... Griff. Uh, Gu- Gus. Uh, shouts out, um... Barney. Um... <laughs> Who the fuck is Barney? Barney Barnes. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool, man. Uh, shouts, shouts out, Goff. Um, Goff Rimsey. Uh-huh. Uh, Go- no. Goff Rimjob. Got him. Got him. Hey guys, yeah, got him, got him. Tweet at him, let him know. Please don't tweet at him. <laughs> Please don't. Actually, he, he hey, hey, hey. To, to be fair, he won't fucking look at it. No, he, he probably won't. He won't. He won't see that. Uh, so now the Mac is in the uh, the unique opportunity, but who's gonna face him? The winner of Tejano versus Havoc. They're out in the ring, and then Dario Cueto comes out and he says, "Huh, a biker and a cowboy. I think this should be porno." <laughs> And they fuck. Dude, it was sick. This should be a barroom brawl. And there's like a drink cart that's already out there. A bar fight! Oh, that's what he says. Yeah. A bar fight! Oh, yeah, he's good. I, hey, I love Dario Him Cueto. getting into that character is, yep. is awesome. Yep. Um, so it's a bar fight. They're going to beat the shit out of each other. Tejano gets tossed through a door. Uh, Havoc <laughs> is a fireman. <laughs> what? Yeah, he has... <laughs> A fire extinguisher and, like, a fireman's helmet. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, he's a fireman. Did he firemen's carry anyone? No. Oh, that would have been great. If yeah. he would have fireman carried him and then set him down and then sprayed him with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. But instead, he just wore the fun fireman's helmet thing with the mask and then sprayed Tano with a fire extinguisher. And he got hit in the head, but he had the helmet on. Yep. So it was good. Yep. So it was okay. Uh, Havoc, after being a fireman... To- Wait... Tejano kicked into keg. Frankensteiner to barstools. Ah. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh! 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 There were... There was a... There was a keg? And... I think it got kicked into Tejano? Oh! And then there was a Frankensteiner off the top rope to Tejano who gets... Remember all the barstools? Yeah. Havoc set up a bunch of barstools in like the middle of the ring and hits a top rope Frankensteiner and Tejano eats it into all the barstools and they're all they all just like explode. Yeah, they just flatten. They, it was awesome. I thought that was really really cool. Yep. Then Tejano gets in control. Havoc's down in the corner. He sets up one chair on its side against uh, Son of Havoc's dick. Yep. And then he fucking tees off on it with another chair. Fuck. It's fucking gnarly. I don't know how that doesn't hurt. I don't know. It's and, bad. And then Tejano gets backdropped into the bar cart. From the apron. Yep. I thought that was neat. Yep. That looked fucking cool. And then there's a, uh, a double stomp and a bicycle kick to a bunch of broken glass that Jesus. Son of Havoc puts in the middle of the ring in, and, like, the little, like, tray. And he, steps on he it. He just starts, like, putting bottles and cans, or bottles and cans, bottles in, like, glasses in there and stepping on them. It's all breakaway glass, not real. Yeah. Obvi- it, it's obviously. Sh- it's sugar glass. Yeah. But, uh, he gets, he double stomps Tejano and then, uh... Bicycle kicks him into the glass, and that is the end of that match. Man. So the winner is uh, Son of Havoc, a.k.a. the Fireman. <laughs> yep. Now it's main event time. The Mac versus Son of Havoc. And Dario Cueto comes out, and he says, This is going to be Falls Count Anywhere also! Yay! Uh, so we get like a little self-contained tournament in one episode of the show. Which was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. If you've never really watched this before, you can just watch this episode. Yeah. Like, it was completely self-contained. Yeah. Uh, I get, it had some references to, like, other stuff, 
like uh, Famous B later and everything. Like, oh, I don't know who that is. Like, if I've never watched other episodes, but the commentary does well enough to explain it. Yeah, I thought they explained it all very well. Yeah. Like telling you, you know, how uh, Son of Havoc started as just sort of like this nothing guy, and yep. he became like the perennial underdog, and now now he's here for a unique opportunity. Yep. So it's Havoc versus the Mac. Uh, the Mac starts the match with a pounce. And then uh, the Mac hits uh, AJ Styles' old move, the spiral tap off the top rope, which is a front flip corkscrew where you land on your back on the guy. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hits a rope assist backbreaker and then a flat liner. Look fucking cool. I really like that a lot. Havoc dives to the outside, uh, does a shooting star press, but eats knees and then um, hits another shooting star press. And then he wins. Uh Dario Cueto comes out and he says, here's your unique opportunity. You either get $250,000 or a title shot next year at Ultima Lucha 3. You're in the main event. Awesome. And Havoc says, you could put $250 million in front of me and I'm always going to take that title shot. And I thought that was dumb. You should take $250 million. Yeah, you can just come back and like... Yeah. $250 million, you could buy Lucha Underground. Yeah. You then could. you could just be the champion. Yeah. And you could say, no, I'm the champion. No one's allowed to beat me. Yeah, exactly. $250 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You wouldn't have to live on the open road. You could have a home. Yeah. you, you or, could, a, or, a, or two motorcycles. It's a it's a quarter of a billion dollars. You can buy like one-sixteenth of uh, UFC. Yeah, think about it. Idiot. Dummy. So what does he do? He picks the title shot. Of course. But what does Dario Cueto do? Well, uh, his unique opportunities always have a catch. A twist. A twist. He says there's one more match. He says that he's going to be competing in this match. Havoc is going to compete in this match for his title shot. And the person that he's facing has the opportunity to win the $250,000. Yep. And out comes Famous B. And he says, I got a new client. This is the man. Check him out. And it's Dr. Wagner Jr. What the fuck is Dr. Wagner Jr. doing in Lucha Underground? When I watched this, because I saw it before Eric, uh-huh. I I got so excited for Eric because I knew he was going to get that's, so excited to that's know that he's there. so cool that, like, that's a, na- that's like a huge name yeah. in Lucha Libre. Yeah. Dr. Wagner Jr. is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So awesome. Uh, so Dr. Wagner Jr. controls early. Uh, Havoc goes for a shooting star press, but he misses. And then Dr. Wagner hits a uh, Michinoku driver and wins $250,000. But I'm happy. Hell yeah, the crowd, the crowd was pissed. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really good. And a really awesome self-contained episode of Leech Underground. Yeah. So there you go. Check it out. Uh, how many more episodes are there, Brian? There are two. Ha! Yep. Fucking knew it. Yep. And everyone, and we're going to get emails and tweets, but you guys should come back. You should finish out Lucha Underground, and that way you can review Battleground also. I don't want to review Battleground. I don't either. I, I'd i much rather spend a whole episode talking about Lucha Underground, which we're not going to do, than, <laughs> um, than talk about Battleground. There you go. Uh, let's get to NXT. Let's do it. Tonight is, I mean, uh, uh, Roar of the Crowd. <laughs> Tonight is the Roar of the Crowd. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss is your opening contest. Alexa Bliss is in control early. Uh, Bailey does a corner bower bomb like yeah, Seth Rollins. I that was that, awesome. I like that, and she does, and then she rallies at that point. Uh, Bliss hits this huge right hand like Chris Hero style. Yeah, that like KOs Bailey, and the crowd ate it up. Yep, the crowd loved that spot. Bliss looked awesome in, in, in hey, this match. This and I, I, I'll get to it at the end, but I have some stuff to say about that. Uh, there's a second rope stunner by Bailey that looked really good. Uh, Bliss does her choke to STO and then insult to injury. Which is the uh, back, the knee drop, and mm-hmm. then the roll through, back handspring to knees, which I think is such a cool. Yeah, she weighs twenty two pounds, so it's yeah. like you know, but but it looks great, and mm-hmm. she does it so well. I, Alexa Bliss is awesome, and she's really starting to come into her own. Uh, Bailey goes for a top rope, Bailey to belly, but she gets tossed off, and then uh, Alexa Bliss uh, jumps her back and hits a rolling Yoshi tonic, which looked awesome. Well, it's Thank- Bailey. Yoshi Tonic looked great. Uh, there's nice quick pins, pin exchanges halfway through this, or I guess a little bit farther half, than halfway through this match. Towards the end of this match, I like that they started going through like the pin sequence there instead of like right at the beginning. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, 
Bailey gets pulled off the top rope. Alexa Bliss goes for a Vader, a Vader bomb, but it gets countered. Jesus Christ. It gets countered. And then uh, Bailey hits a Bailey to belly to the chagrin of the crowd. They were like happy the Bailey won, but also like I think they were really impressed with by Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Um. So Bailey wins, and then here's the note that I made: Bailey is a five star women's wrestler. Yes. She made Alexa Bliss look like a legit contender in a loss. Absolutely. She elevated Alexa Bliss by having that kind of match with her. Yep. It it is awesome. I, I wrote pretty much the exact same thing. Right? Like, it, we've talked a bunch of times about, oh, like, Bliss is coming along kind of slow, whatever. It, and that's not a, a knock against her. It's just, no, it's, it's know, developmental. It, that's, that's what it is. But, I mean, put her up against somebody like Bailey, who can, who's a ring general and just can make anybody look good. Bailey is so yep. good. So, so good. So good. And I'm very happy that we get to watch her every week, um, on NXT. I think she should definitely be on the main roster at this point, but, you know, that's splitting hairs. She will be in the main roster, yeah. I think, very, very soon. Yeah. I think she's going to have one more match with Asuka. That'll be it. I think Asuka needs to be on the main fucking roster. Jesus Christ. Yeah, seriously. Post-match, Bailey cuts a promo saying, I'm coming for you, Asuka. And then Nia Jax comes out, and then, not on mic, they say, okay, yeah, we're going to have one more match. Yeah, let's have one more match. Not on mic. So the crowd just sits there. Well, I'm sure they could hear it in, the, in full sense. I don't give small. a fuck. There was no point for it to, like, you couldn't hear it. Yeah. You think you could hear it all the way in the back? I mean... I don't. A, I think it's a small enough... Uh, there was no pop. Oh, okay. There was no pop, and it, like... And then Bailey's music started, and it was just a quiet crowd, like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it worked for us, because we were able to see and hear everything. Exactly, but, but yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. that's for the benefit of TV, and that's why... I'm having a hard time with NXT right now because everything they're doing is for the benefit of TV and not for, like, the live crowd. Yeah. And what made NXT great is that it really benefited with, like, the live crowd. It felt like an indie show. Yep, exactly. And uh, now they're not. Oh, well. TM61, little video package. Yeah. What'd you think of that? I'm I'm happy that they're... I mean, they they gave these guys a lot of time the la- uh, when they had their first match. Yep. Uh, giving you a good backstory of who they are and, and where they came from and the type of champions they uh, championships they've won. And then, yeah, this, like, really good little exposition backstage or promo whatever i really enjoy that they're um they're giving these guys a little bit of the of the prestige they deserve for some guys that like really haven't done anything in nxt no it was really interesting to see that uh-huh so uh we'll see where that goes the revival cut a backstage promo dash wilder says no chance we're gonna beat american alpha way to go man <laughs> cool and then Scott Dawson cuts the rest of the promo, and guess what? It's fucking phenomenal. Yep. He's, he is so good. He's very good. He's Scott Dawson is so good. Blake and Murphy versus the Hype Bros. Blake and Murphy get to the ring, and the commentary just keeps going, these fucking guys, break <laughs> up if you're going to break up. Seriously. Jesus. And so they start bickering in the middle of the match. Um, and then, oh, here's Rhino, and Rhino starts goring people. Yeah, what the hell was that? I don't know, he just, he just gores people. Yeah. And then that's it. He just gores people and then leaves. He's Rhino. Yeah. Um, Balor and Nakamura, Nakamura, Nakamura video package, and then they have their match tonight. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm excited. Yep. American Alpha backstage promo, they says, they says, they say they're gonna get what's theirs. The titles. Very excited for this. Then we get out in the parking lot and there's Rhino walking away very angrily. Rhino walking around in his gear is what I wrote. I, I thought that was so funny. Rhino, what are you doing here? He says nothing, and, and then the, and then keeps, keeps walking. walking. Where are you going? Somebody should have asked him that. <laughs> hey man, where are you going? Locker room's back here. <laughs> He's gonna have a, a thing against Samoa Joe, and it's TNA, and it'll be fine. I would I would assume. Yeah. Uh, American Alpha versus the Revival is a two out of three falls match. Didn't get a pinfall for a while. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Gable and Jordan control until there's a distraction cheap shot by Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. This is great, great tag team wrestling. A lot of tags by the Revival. A lot. And uh, they focus on Jason Jordan's leg. Just keep beating the shit out of it. When the ref's back is turned, they're both just pummeling it. A lot of double team moves just focusing on the leg. A lot of... um, I I... 
I wrote this. I was going to say rest holds, but they weren't rest holds. They were submissions, and I wrote, the Revival work a slow heel style, but it's never boring. No. And I think we've said that on the show before. Yes. They, they, work, a, they work a style that is getting you to hate them and cheer the good guy. Yeah. The crowd was so ready for a hot tag, but not in a way where it's like, just get on with it. Mm-hmm. They were pissed at uh, Dawson and Wilder. So pissed. And uh, I thought it was a great, great booking. Like, yeah. Great storytelling oh, in this. Yeah. Uh, the Revival works so well as a team. They're so fun to watch. Eventually, there's a hot tag to Gable, who gets a great shine spot, and he's just tossing people all over the place. Everybody's bumping and feeding for him. Uh, he hits, like, this nice exploder suplex. He's just going and going. He, he looked really good. Until Dash on the outside low bridges Gable... Uh, to cut him off, and Gable flies over that top rope to the outside. Man, it yeah. was, like, scary. Yeah. So now they get uh, heat on Gable, and this is really creative, awesome heel work where they keep cutting off the hot tag, they keep blocking Gable from doing anything, any kind of offense, they do a good job of, like, stopping, they're attacking him on the outside. Great, great, great tag team wrestling. I thought this was really, really good. Um, there's an elevated leg drop by the Revival, and then eventually there's a hot tag to Jason Jordan, and the crowd is so fucking red hot for this hot tag. So red hot. Uh, Jason Jordan goes in, he starts going all over the place until there's a, uh, crossbody catch with a roll through, so I think Dawson goes for a crossbody. He rolls through. No, no. The American Alpha gets the first. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah. read, I'm reading ahead. Yeah. So there's a roll-through catch. I think it is on Dawson. Jason Jordan catches him, rolls, grabs the ankle of Dawson. He starts wrenching on it for an ankle lock. Dash is on the outside. Gable makes the stop on Dash yeah. on the outside. So now it's stereo ankle locks, mm-hmm. and Dawson taps. Yeah. Which so, was sick. So the first fall goes to American Alpha. And I thought cool. that was excellent. Um, there's a fake... So they come... They stop the match, give it a second, and come back to it. That fake punch DDT uh, that Scott Dawson does, the Arn Anderson special. Uh, there's a kick out, but then immediately after the kick out, he goes for the... Uh, Scott Dawson locks in the inverted figure four leg lock that looked really good, and Jason Jordan taps out. Man. So now it's tied one fall piece. Yep. I love, I love that uh, submission to Jason Jordan. Made it totally believable. Didn't yep. make him look, like, weak at all. Yep. Loved it. Uh, there's some fighting back and forth. It breaks down a little bit. Uh, tagged to Chad Gable, eventually. And then uh, some more fighting until we get Grand Amplitude, but it gets blocked. And then you think the Revival's going to hit Shatter Machine, but it gets stopped. And then there's a near fall <coughs> on a roll-up that the crowd bought a thousand percent oh yeah me too and then there's another ankle lock then we go for the figure four inverted uh the inverted figure four one more time then gable breaks it up with a diving headbutt which looked fucking great that looked so good yep but then that kind of stuns gable uh gable and dawson fight on the apron and then gable eats shatter machine on the apron gets tossed to the inside and the revival get the second pinfall and the win i know that was man I mean, winner and still tag team champions. The revival, two yeah. time. Yep. I, I mean, there was there was no thought in my mind that American Alpha was going to win this match at all. <clears throat> they're they're getting called up. They have to be getting called up. Like they're too good, and I want to see them on main on the main roster. But man, this match was awesome. Right? These guys do such a great both both teams. I should say, not just uh, J Joe and Chaga, but like. The re- I forget that we call them that. The Revival and these guys have such a good chemistry with each other. Yep. So much fun to watch. Yep. What'd you think of, like, the whole, of NXT as a whole on this episode? Oh, it was a great episode. Yeah? I, I mean, aside from the Blake and Murphy thing, because I just don't understand what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because they taped it and then, uh, you know, released the episodes where they're now, like, still wrestling together yep. after the breakup. I don't, I don't think know. so. It didn't seem like it. It just seems so <clears throat> weird, because it's like, okay, so what are we doing with these guys? Ah, uh, nothing. So, why do we keep putting them together? Uh, uh, that's mm, just me. Because. Mm, <coughs> oh, well. 
Uh, I thought this was a good episode that harkened back to when I loved NXT. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It definitely felt like the first match is Adrian Neville against Sami Zayn, and the second match is Tyson Kidd against Tyler Breeze. Yep. Like, oh, we're going to get two fucking killer matches. Yeah. And I felt like that's what we got on this show. We did. And it's like, oh, these are like, this is like what it really used to be. Yep. It really used to be this good. I, I think, you know, a lot of it really is that it is a developmental. And so what we got was the end of these people being in their developmental run. Yeah. And we took that for granted because we... Well, shit, it's not like Tyson Kidd had to be in developmental. No, but he was... I think he was there to help everybody out. Yeah. I think he he had the ring experience that, like, Bailey has in this... In, in this uh, version of NXT. Yeah. And he was there to kind of like be the guidance that, uh, that these, you know, up and comers needed. Yeah. So I just think it's, it's a matter of re, repopulating the pool, which, which I think they're doing right now with the Cruiserweight Classic and, you know, uh, all the new talent that they're bringing in. Um, so I think we're going to see it hopefully because it feels like it's starting to teeter back that way to how, how it was when we really loved it. Um, but I, I mean, I guess all we can do is wait and see, yeah. but. Uh, you won't hear us talk about it on this podcast. Nope, because uh, there's no podcast to talk about it on. If you don't like, no, no, you'll hear it. Uh, you know, we're gonna bring it to the Mega sixty four podcast. Yeah, you know, bring some wrestling opinions back there. Mm -hmm. I know you guys have been hurting for it. Uh, well, the people listening to this podcast are excited oh, for no. that. No, I didn't even consider that. What the whole reason we started this podcast is because I hated talking about wrestling on the Mega sixty four podcast. Uh huh. And I feel like since I started this, we don't get wrestling questions there anymore because yeah. it's all here. Right. But people can still email us and uh -huh. we'll still get back to you. Send us your show reports. We still like to read, like, when we say we read every email that you yeah. send, absolutely do. Shit, tweet, tweet us your show tweet reports. Us, yeah. Like, let, let us know what's do, going on. Do, do it. We'll still be there talking about wrestling there. Yep. Like, the Go Home Show is going to be the vessel for that on our Twitters, on our Tumblrs, wherever you want to talk about that. That's fine. We just wanted to take it off of the main, like, you know, Mega64 podcast, because it's two of seven people talking about something that, like... No, that, that nobody in the audience even wants to talk about. Yeah. So, so there you, know. you go. There you go. So, please don't ask me questions about wrestling on the Mega64 podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I, it will not make me start this podcast again. Uh-uh. It'll probably do the opposite. It will make me so upset. <laughs> yeah. Please do not do it. Uh... Let's talk about Raw. Yeah. Let's. Brian, I'm so excited. Yeah, because the show starts off with a battle royal. This is probably the least amount of notes I've ever taken for a Raw. I, I watched Raw in the most condensed way I possibly could. Uh-huh. I put on the match. I skipped about two minutes up, and if the match was still going, I watched to see if anything happened. Nothing was happening, so I skipped about another two minutes up, mm -hmm. saw the finish of the match, wrote that down, and that was it for just about every match on the card. It's, huh. I, I went through Raw in an hour and a half, I think. Jesus. I I did not want to watch it, but I needed to for this show, and that is one of the things that I am so happy about not having to do. Yeah. Because I didn't want to. I, I was hanging out. We had, like, I had a friend over. Like, we were just, like, having a good time. It's like... Well, hey guys, sorry to take up the TV in the living room, but I need to watch my wrestling show so I can talk about <laughs> it on my podcast. Like, no, nah, I just want to hang out and continue to drink with my friends because we're having a good night. Yeah. So, uh, let's talk about Raw. Let's go. I see Battle Royal. Uh, did you write down everyone who's in it? No. Me neither. No, um, I skipped to the last four people. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, you, you really, you really didn't miss anything. No, I know. <laughs> uh, this match was weird. Yeah, was it? I didn't, like I said, I only the end the last was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The end was like the weirdest part of this match. Like, I, I'm trying to describe what happened. Let's see. So, this match has everyone that you kind of expect to be there. Like, you know, The Ascension and Alberto Del Rio and Dolph Ziggler and, you know, Jack Swagger, Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, and uh, uh, Darren Young, and, you know, people like that. So everyone's kind of going at it. People are getting tossed over the top, and the Miz is on commentary, and it's it's good. It's not anything that's crazy. It's just like it's an okay battle royal. It gets down to like the last five, I think, mm -hmm. and it's like Ziggler, Corbin, Alberto Del Rio, Darren Young, and Apollo Cruz. Yeah. I think I think that's what it I th is. I think you're right. So Ziggler gets eliminated. Del Rio gets eliminated. Okay, so we got Cruz, Corbin, and Darren Young. 
Darren Young kind of was getting into it with Baron Corbin earlier in the match, but uh, now Cruz and Baron Corbin are fighting. And then Apollo Cruz clotheslines Baron Corbin over the top rope, but Corbin pulls Apollo Cruz with him, so they both go over the top rope. So by no doing of his own, Darren Young is the number one contender for the IC Championship. It seemed like an accident. It, but it, but I guarantee it was on purpose. Yeah. Bob Backlund runs in and picks Darren Young up like a baby. <laughs> Bob Backlund isn't bigger than Darren Young. No. He's like markedly shorter than him. Yeah. Oh, but he's Bob Backlund. Oh, I know he's strong. I think, I think Bob ba- Bob Backlund is one of like those people that is like, I wake up at four in the morning every day and I work out until seven and then I eat seven egg yolks. <laughs> and it's like, it's like an insane... Like, old-school work mentality. Yeah, he's got, like, dense muscles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, dense old people muscles, which is, like, freakishly strong. Yep. I would love to see some vignettes. Because, uh, you know, they did the two, vi- you know, the, the split-screen vignettes, whatever. Yeah. I would love to see some vignettes of uh, Bob Backlund teaching Darren Young how to do the cross-face chicken wing. That'd be awesome. Because I love, as a move, I love the cross-face chicken yeah. wing. Yeah. I think it's really cool. Uh, But... I don't think that's going to happen, and I think Darren Young is just going to be using it. And I think that'll be it. Yeah. Uh, so now the number one contender, Darren Young, for the IC Championship, and The Miz is uh, upset, and uh, he says that The the Miz later is going to have uh, Darren Young on Miz TV on SmackDown. Cool. So tune in. And, uh, and everyone is very excited for the brand split. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got Heath Slater versus Titus O'Neil. Yeah. We got Brizongo versus Lucha Dragons. This is what life is going to be like after the brand split, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I I wrote that down, and then I don't even think I wrote what happened in either of these <laughs> matches. I, I wrote <laughs> Titus versus Heath. Who loses? That's what I wrote. <laughs> We lose. Whoever wins, we lose. It's like an AVP situation. Fuck yeah. That's that's part of the name of this episode. AVP situation. I don't know where the fuck my pen went. Yeah. I'm going to call it AVP sitch. Let me know if we come up uh, with anything else mm-hmm. that's good. Uh, Shane and Stephanie backstage. They say, ooh, why do you think dad is coming here tonight? And Shane is who's going to announce who's who gets smacked down. Yeah. Duh. I don't know what to... What do you want? The the McMahons have gotten worse at being on TV. They they've gotten really bad, and they have like for the last few months the build for like oh who's gonna get SmackDown? They haven't even been on. They haven't been on TV. They haven't, and like they talk over each other. I feel like Stephanie's like oh yeah no I can't like trust Shane to actually get the point across, so I have to like jump in. It always feels like one of them. Especially uh, Stephanie yeah. is jumping in because she feels like, oh, I need to save him. I need to save him. Yep. Like, just let it breathe. It's fine. Like, give it a second. You don't need to, like, oh, we need to make sure to get the point across. You're going to be on TV for the next 15 minutes because that's how you book this bullshit segment. <laughs> don't worry. You have time. Yep. There is plenty of time. So, ah, whatever. Rollins comes in and he says, guys, I have some footage. Got footy. That I think everyone should see. And Dean Ambrose, you know, he, and Shane says, Dean Ambrose should have it on the Ambrose Asylum. And Stephanie McMahon says, what's he going to do, eat a sandwich in the rain? What? What the fuck are you talking about? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins says, actually, I'm going to do the Rollins report. <laughs> okay. Okay, I guess we're going to do the Rollins report. I guess everybody says, when's, when's Roman Reigns talking segment? Uh, so we're going to get the Rollins report later tonight. Brock Lesnar video package, and they're like, and here's what Brock Lesnar had to say about who he's facing at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think the next month is pretty laid out for me. I'm wrestling Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Cool, man. Glad you didn't talk about your fight, and how you <laughs> dominate, and how you can be away for however many years it was, six years, and come back and beat a top ten UFC heavyweight contender. But that's great, because he did talk about all that stuff in the press conference, but then somebody asked him, what are you doing next? And then he said, I think I'm thinking of wrestling Randy, Randy Orton at SummerSlam. <laughs> I, wow, I, really? Hey, really selling it. I really enjoy Brock Lesnar's... <clears throat> I don't even know if you want to call it apathy? Oh, he doesn't get... He has a... He has a 
he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He has an I don't give a fuck attitude, and it's great. It it makes, <coughs> whether that's part of the gimmick or not, I don't care. I'm glad it's here, and I'm glad I get to witness it, because it's incredible. When, when you're so used to Brock Lesnar not saying anything, yep. and then, oh yeah, so what are you going to do uh, now, that you, uh, now that you beat um, Mark Hunt? What are you going to do uh, tonight? How are you going to celebrate? Oh yeah, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna leave here. I'm going to have a Coors Light. Uh, Bud Light, sorry. <laughs> it's so good. It, like, <clears throat> his delivery of that, I, I watched that video like five times. Yep. He's so funny. He's great. Um, so Orton returns at Battleground. He's going to be on Talk is Jericho or whatever the fucking... What's Jericho's thing? Highlight uh, Reel. Highlight Reel. Highlight Reel. Is, wait, is <clears throat> is there going to be a Highlight Reel on Battleground? Yes. Oh, my God. Why? We can just not watch that part. I know, but... Ryder... Ryder is backstage and he challenges Rusev. He says, Rusev, I want to challenge you for your U.S. championship. I'm a man and I'm doing it face-to-face. And then out of nowhere, Sheamus just attacks Zack Ryder and he says, you have a scheduled match against me next. Fella. Sheamus versus Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder goes, Zack Ryder goes for the elbow drop, gets knocked down, and then eats a brogue kick. Post-match, Rusev comes down, locks in the accolade on Zack Ryder. And then keep screaming, I accept your challenge, I accept your challenge, I accept your challenge, I accept, I accept your challenge, I accept your challenge. <clears throat> Thoughts? Don't care. What? I, I, the U.S. title is a joke. Mm-hmm. 911's a joke, public yeah. enemy. I really, I really don't care about this because they've not, they've made me not care about it. I agree. You had Kalisto as a U.S. champion, and there were like things going on around <clears throat> it, a little bit of like... A buzz and excitement, and now it's just like back to, hey, uh, just give it to Rusev. I don't know, give it to Rusev. Yeah, really? Doesn't it feel like everything took a step backward there? We're, we're where we were a year ago. Yep. Don't care. Pretty much. Zack Ryder took three steps down, because he was the IC champion for one night, yep. and now he's uh, vying for a title that nobody cares about. Woo, woo, woo. Yep. You know it. Uh, Brizongo versus the Lucha Dragons. Kalisto gets the hot tag from Sin Cara. And then uh, promptly slips on the second rope on his corkscrew rally move. It's okay. They just redo the spot. Uh, he does a handspring dodge on a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? He like he does like this back handspring dodge. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. From Bre- which looked so fucking cool. I thought that looked awesome. And then hits a spinning roundhouse kick to Breeze. That looked really cool. I thought that, like, was dope. And then, uh, Sinkara does a dive to the outside to, uh, Fondongo. Breeze and Kalisto keep getting into it. Breeze in the corner. Kalisto hops over Breeze and lands facing towards the turnbuckle on the Kind of like the second rope. Mm-hmm. So he's holding the second, or he's holding the top rope with his hands. He is standing on the second rope. Tyler Breeze attacks him, tucks his head. So again, he's imagine he's standing and holding those, you know, his two feet on the second rope, his hands on the top rope. Tyler Breeze takes Kalisto's head and then tucks it down. So he is now hunched over, and the back of his head is against the top turnbuckle. And huh. his head is facing upside down towards, you know, Tyler Breeze. Yeah. And then Tyler Breeze super kicks his fucking head in. Oh my god. And I it did, looked, I didn't see that one. And it looked fucking awesome. Nice. It looked, the reason I'm describing it in such detail is because it warrants that. Wow. I've seen that move before, never on Raw. Uh-huh. Keep doing it. It looked great. Is that similar to like what, um... Okay, do you remember how... Ty Dillinger yeah. kicked Almas. That's what I was about to say. So instead of a headstand, yeah. imagine it's a, about the same positioning, uh-huh. but uh, he's standing on the second rope. Uh-huh. It's, and, but his head, you know how he's doing like a headstand? Yeah. Uh, that's essentially where his head was, but maybe uh. like down a little bit. So like the back of his head was against the top turnbuckle. I see. Okay. So it's like he got super kicked into the turnbuckle. It was Jesus really Christ. cool. It was really like a really like phenomenal looking move. I thought it was... Very cool. You guys should definitely look it up. I'm sure there's gifts and shit of, oh, yeah. of it everywhere. Uh, but Breezango wins. Yeah. Tyler Breeze gets the win on a roll-up after that. Um, Rollins comes out and cuts a promo. He says that he has uh, some very interesting footage. And he's going to show it for his Rollins report. He's very interested to see what it was. Mm-hmm. It's a sit-down interview. Rollins is... The, uh, Roman Reigns, I'm here interview... 
want to know what you think about you know this that whatever let's you know i'm glad i'm glad to have you on here yeah and then it's a they cut and for a second i went like what the fuck roman reigns is on tv yeah and then it's roman reigns going like you know here because i'm what you know he talks for a second I'm the guy. yeah it's something like that and then uh rollins goes oh okay yeah oh no yeah you're the guy okay uh you feel bad about what you did and then it cuts to roman reigns and it's different interview footage uh-huh. and that's when i realized they were doing the weird outfit from ltv on mtv where he's just doing an interview with like clips other yeah and and he's working his questions and then taking that footage and just like making it all work great um i wanted because it kept being like two different sit down interview parts with mm-hmm. roman reigns where he's talking about being the guy and uh you know, oh, are you sick about being a bad role model? And he's like, no, I'll do it every day. <laughs> Whatever. The thing I thought this was missing mm-hmm. was one interview, the last one of him saying goodbye or, you know, any last words, whatever. It should have cut away and it should have been Roman Reigns in a, like, in a suit at some kind of premiere, like outdoor, uh-huh. completely different uh-huh. from like what the other <laughs> interview stuff looked like. I think that would have been awesome. It would have. I think that would have been very, very cool. But the Rollins report bit was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, Rollins is a great heel, <laughs> yep. so he carried the segment. Uh, Dean Ambrose comes out and interrupts, and then cuts a fucking amazing promo. Yeah. He cuts such a good promo about everyone else, all the people who washed out, all the people who gave up, all the people who went to chase dreams in a different sport. He's still here. He's the guy. You know, he's he's the one who's the king of the mountain. I'm the champion. You know, how, how many buckets of blood have I given up for this? You want a one-on-one match? You don't deserve it, but you want a one-on-one match? We'll do it anytime, anyplace. Let's do it. Yeah. Like, he's just... Fighting champ. Oh, he's railing. He's railing, and it's I. I please, I. I implore you go watch this promo. I will. It's ex- We'll watch it when we're done here. Yeah. This is excellent. Please go watch it. It is like, it's so good. And then uh, Rollins is like, "Yeah, we're gonna have a one-on-one match." Hell yeah, me and you. Why not Detroit? Because I don't want to do it in Detroit. We're doing it next week on Raw. And I went awesome because nice. it's good heel move. The crowd's going to be pissed. Yeah. Uh, we know we get the match so they can uh, promote it for a, a week. week. Yeah. And that'll be it. So we get a one-on-one match. Do you think the title's going to change hands? Uh, no. Okay. We'll see. I mean, we definitely don't normally get a title match. We also don't get brand splits. Uh, Good point. Owens versus Cesaro is the next match. Kevin's Owen, Kevin Owens' music plays. Sami Zayn's out. Sami, Sami Zayn is out on commentary. Yeah. Kevin's o- Kevin Owens' music plays. And then it ends. And the commentary goes, I don't really understand where Kevin Owens is. Yep. And then we go backstage, and it's Kevin Owens talking to referees, and then Stephanie McMahon going, I'm not going out there. Sami Zayn's out there. It's an unsafe work environment. I'm not going out there. Hell no. Get him out of there, and then I'll go out there. And yeah. Stephanie goes, okay. Yeah, we'll get him out, whatever. And uh, they kind of like shake hands or whatever. So it looks like it looks like he's going to be on Raw, and Sami Zayn will probably be on SmackDown. Probably. So that, that's, that's how it's looking. Um... Kevin Owens goes out. Sami Zayn is going up the ramp escorted by referees as Kevin Owens is going by him. Mm-hmm. They start jawing at each other, and then they start beating each other up yep. until they get separated again. Kevin Owens runs as fast as he can down to the ring, yep. slides into the ring, and then stands there and goes, you're such a man, get in the ring. Come on, let's fight. Come <laughs> come get me. Come get in the ring. And Sami Zayn is being escorted out. That's great. Great. That's awesome. Fucking awesome. So now we get Owens versus Cesaro. Um, Cesaro opens the match with a Huracarana, an apron cannonball, and a barricade uppercut, but he misses, hits the barricade, turns around and eats a Kevin Owens superkick. Um, Kevin Owens does a neckbreaker to the knee, which looked really good. Yeah. Uh, he goes for a cannonball in the corner, but misses. He goes for the eye rake and the pop-up powerbomb, but uh, Cesaro goes up and over, and then he hits a springboard uppercut. The crowd is so fucking hot for this match. Yeah. The I mean, crowd is exploding match. for this. They are going nuts for this match. Crazy for it. Uh, Cesaro puts on JBL's hat, does a running uppercut, and then a flying crossbody, and the hat flies off his head. Awesome. Yep. So cool. So much. He's just fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, he goes to the top rope. Kevin Owens crotches him and then pulls him into a uh, like torture rack position mm-hmm. and then hits a uh, swinging like Argentine backbreak or uh, neckbreaker. Yeah. And he uses that as a finish. Yep. So I think he's done that like one other time. I, I think like against Cena. Yeah. But um, looked great. Cool. I like that he had a different finish. Yeah, me too. Post-match, he goes down. Kevin Owens goes down to commentary and he starts yelling at Michael Cole, grabs a headset, and he starts yelling about how he's the best in that ring and he's going to prove it, blah, blah, blah. And then out of nowhere, 
Sami Zayn comes down and starts beating the shit out of Kevin Owens. Loved it. So great. Um, the club is out now, and yep. they're going to... They cut a promo backstage. They say John Cena's not here. Where's he? He's at the ESPYs. He's doing a rehearsal. Rehearsal? He's talking about practice? <laughs> practice. He's talking about the real ESPYs. He's talking about practice. <laughs> practice. Uh, that is a great Allen Iverson... Uh, I want to say promo, but it was just a press conference. Yeah. So watch it if you can. Go look up Allen Iverson. Practice. Yep. And then look up uh, Jim Moore uh, uh, playoffs. playoffs. And then look up uh, They Are Who We Thought They Were. I remember watching that live. All good, great press conference things. Oh, and then watch the one, the Anaheim Duck uh, Russian guy who goes, Why are you here from Big Man? There's a game. He's just a game. It's hockey. He's just a game. Why are you here from Big Man? I know, more I know, like a French Canadian. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I know that that's like a meme, like that. Yeah. Part or what? I just, I love that press conference. It's great. Yep. I was trying to find the press conference of the NASCAR guy who was who was doing his post, like race press conferences, like baseball players do. But yeah. I could not find it. Oh, oh, the one where he's like, oh, you just gotta go out there, yep. give a hundred percent. Yeah, that's all. Give a hundred percent. Do your thing. That was like, so. Everyone funny. out there in the field, you know, it's like that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, just kept going with it, too. So the club's going to beat up John Cena, skis. Yeah. Uh, Slater versus Gator. So, I don't know. So, R.I.P. Slater, Gator. Guess they're not. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, so there you go. I mean, no no more Slater, Gator. Uh, Titus wins with, uh, with Clash of the Titus. Who cares? Sasha cuts a promo. The Wyatt deletion happens next. What do you think of the Wyatt deletion? Uh, I watched, that was one of the few things that I watched the entirety of, uh-huh. and like, hey, it's, I'm glad that you saw it, and that you felt, like, inspired by it. Yep. I don't like that you did one for one the exact same thing. And, like, the week after. You know like, what I mean? Like, imme- like hey, we could do it. Yeah, go watch the final deletion from, from TNA with the Hardy Boys, and then, uh, and then watch this, and, uh, it was just kind of like, yeah, us too. It, oh, okay. And it didn't even look bad. Like, no. It no, I wrote down that this looks like the parts of the Grindhouse movie where the film fucks up. Yeah. I actually really, really enjoyed the segment. I just felt like, hey guys, you couldn't, yep, you couldn't wait or do something that looked very different from that. Yep. But whatever. Um, and then, uh, Braun Strowman is a fucking giant. And then follow the buzzards. Anything else? Are. Nope. Okay. Uh, the Hoots versus Enzo and Cass. The crowd is chanting AJ Styles, AJ sucks. That is John Cena level shit. You understand that? Yeah. Nobody's, nobody else is getting that chant. That's right. I I didn't even think about that. No one else is getting that chant. So I like that. I thought that was cool. Heat on Enzo, hot tag to Cass. AJ eventually tosses Cass to the outside over the barricade, causes the DQ. And then they're like, who's going to save you? Beat the shit out of these guys. And then John Cena, who was really was just in L.A. doing rehearsals for the ESPYs yeah. earlier that day. Yeah. Came out and made the save. Yeah. That was awesome. Where were they? Detroit? Yeah. Damn. That's fucking cool. Dude, John Cena's the man. That, you know, I was thinking about that on the way to work today. Mm-hmm. Um, like, people people still want to talk shit about John Cena. And, uh-huh. and I know I've mentioned it a million times on this podcast. Like, John Cena has only sucked because he's had nobody new to go against. And John Cena, not to say he's not a creative person, he just, I think, will always push towards whoever he's he's being put against. Yeah. Now he has a whole bunch of new people to feud with, a whole new roster. He works so fucking hard, it's insane. Yeah. Like, he does all the Make-A-Wish, he does ESPYs, he does his TV appearances for whatever American Destination show yeah. that, that he's been on, and like, he's a hard-working guy, and I really feel like people need to stop shitting on him. Well, it's just when you watch his matches and you just go like, all right, that's, you know, we're over it. It's just been a really long time, but I feel like he's come back right now and I'm not sick of him yet. So. Oh, no, no. Cool. I, I actually, since he's been back, what I didn't like about John Cena before was that he was always being shoved down my throat. Yep. And now I, and I that's feel like Roman Reigns. Yep. yep. So. Exactly. 100%. Um, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, yep. there, there was a little bit of Poochie, you know, uh, just with... Uh, with Roman Reigns being talked about even though he wasn't there. Oh, but, yeah. but you know what I like? No Triple H since WrestleMania. Oh, that's um, true. Yep. Uh, Except so, for on the CWC where he had to take up the last 10 minutes of it. That we, we, we didn't even watch, watch that part. Um, Dana versus Sasha. Sasha hits the bank statement. 
Charlotte says that if she, if Sasha can beat Dana on SmackDown, then she'll consider giving her a match. Any any notes? Any thoughts? Oh, I at the beginning of the match, I wrote uh, slow match, and Sasha will win with a backbreaker to bank statement. Yep. and then and that and that, that's exactly what happened. what happened. Then Vince, Stephanie, and Shane all come out. Vince is uh, talking everything up. This I did not enjoy watching this. And no. Then, um, he makes uh, Shane the commissioner of SmackDown and Stephanie the commissioner of Raw. And then uh, Stephanie cuts a promo and says she's going to bury SmackDown and then slap Shane in the face. And then as she's leaving the ring and walking out, fucking slips. she slips on the bottom step and the crowd saw it and Shane McMahon saw it. And it was the best cut to Shane going, oh, and they cut to a close up on Shane. Yeah. And of course, Stephanie couldn't play it off like she was upset or whatever. She just started going like, eh, yeah, whatever. She should have like... She should have just been, like, grimacing and, like, embarrassed and, like, yeah. walking to the back. Yeah, like a, like a shitty Jericho thing. Yeah, exactly. But, like, she had to, you know, she had to get, like, her... Her shine. Yeah, her character thing. I so. I would have really liked for... I mean, if, if Vince wants the competition and the blood and the whatever, I would have liked uh, Shane... Everything that they did. Shane is uh, Commissioner of SmackDown. Stephanie's Commissioner of Raw. But they pick the other shows... Oh, that would general manager. That would be interesting. Yeah, but then why would they pick anyone they, that you would think would be good? You know, you want someone who's going to sabotage it, whatever. But then, you know what? God, that's not a bad idea. Because I'm, Shane I'm would pick I'm, somebody like Daniel Bryan. Yeah, exactly. And then and she would pick someone like Triple H. Exactly. But um, but I, but the first thing I think is like, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just pick like Heath Slater? But then I'm like, yeah, but it's not a wrestling role. It doesn't matter. You want to pick someone who has your interests in mind. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, I kind of like that idea. That's interesting. Yeah. But it's probably going to be Daniel Bryan and Triple H, so... Which is whatever, that's fine. Yep, yeah, it's fine. So, there you go. And that's, that's, um... That's it. It's, uh, that's wrestling. That's episode 112 of the Go Home Show. It's in the books. Guys, if you want to get a hold of us uh, before we take the big sleep, uh, we're going to die. We're going to die. She. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can. Tweet at us at Go Home Show. You can email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow, gohomeshow.tumblr.com. Uh, you can scri- subscribe to us on iTunes, but I don't recommend it. Uh, you can leave us a uh, f- some feedback on iTunes if you want to. Again, I don't recommend it. Uh, I recommend it. You can go to youtube.com slash ericbedora and watch the video version of this podcast, even though it's not a video this week, because still don't have my computer. Yeah. Slammo. Uh, and then that's that's it. You did it. Yep. Uh, Brian, episode 112 of The Gome Show. It's in the books. Is there anything else you want to say to these folks uh, before we take off. Yes, I want to say that your blood pressure could drop to an unsafe level if you use Viagra, so only use it at home and go home. He said home twice. I, fuck, I know, but that's because this is my house and I'm Paige. This is my house! And if you don't like it, you can go home. <laughs>